Welcome to the WP Tonic This Week in WordPress and SaaS podcast, where Jonathan Denwood interviews the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing to help WordPress professionals launch their own SaaS. Hi there, folks. Welcome back to episode 758 of WP Tonic This Week in WordPress and SaaS. We've got a great discussion about a new block library um, for Gutenberg and an editor. It's called Maxi Blocks. We've got Christiane with us, uh, who's got really pumped up to discuss this great new library. I've also got my co-host, Kirk, with me. So, Kirk, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers, Kirk? Absolutely. Thanks, Jonathan. Uh, my name is Kurt, Kurt Von Annen. I own a small agency called Manana Nomas, where we get things done on time and under budget. That's great. In, in <laughs> it, we're going to be discussing with Christian uh, everything about Maxi Blocks, why they they decided they're going to enter this particular market, what they think they're offering through this block library, what do they think of Gutenberg in general, how do they see it going forth. It should be a great discussion. But before we go into the main meat and potatoes of this great interview, we've got a couple of messages from our major sponsors. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Are you looking for ways to make your content more engaging? Sensei LMS by Automatic is the original WordPress solution for creating and selling online courses. Sensei's new interactive blocks can be added to any WordPress page or post. For example, interactive videos let you pause videos and display quizzes, lead generation forms, surveys, and more. For a 20% off discount for the tribe, just use the code WPTONIC, all one word, when checking out and give Sensei a try today. Hi there, folks. It's Jonathan Denwood here, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, and that's Zolo.com. If you've got a WordPress website, a membership website, and you're looking to link it with a great financial management package, Zolo can provide this solution. So all your bookkeeping needs are done through Zolo. If you need new inbox email functionality and you don't want to pay the high charges that Google will charge you, Zolo offers a great email inbox platform they've got over 50 apps and services that all integrate fantastic with wordpress at great value levels and they almost always offer a fully functioning free product as well so it's just amazing value also if you're a wordpress developer or agency owner zolo are looking for great partnerships in the wordpress space to get all this information, all you have to do, folks, is just go over to Zolo.com and they have the products that you're looking for. Thank you so much, Zolo, for supporting WP Tonic and the Machine Membership Shows. It's much appreciated. We're coming back, folks. Um, I also like to point out if you're looking to host with a real WordPress hosting provider that's got real experience, let's be frank about it, folks. If you're a WordPress professional, most of your hosting providers really promise the world 
and underperform. But if you've got a great client and you're looking for a great partner in the WordPress hosting space, go over to WP Tonic, have a look what we've got to offer, and go over to WP Tonic slash partners and sign up there, and you get a fantastic deal if you partnership with WP Tonic. So let's go straight into the main part of the interview then, um, Christian. So maybe you can give us a quick intro about yourself and about um, about Maxi Blocks in general. Sure. My name is Christian Pietersen. I'm the co-founder of uh, Maxi Blocks along with my partner Kyra. Uh, we've been uh, in WordPress uh, since. 2012. Um, my wife was a web designer. She started in uh, 1998. So she's been doing web design for a long time. Uh, initially, we started as a web design agency. Then we made the transition to uh, selling products, specifically uh, templates online in the Divi niche. And then when Gutenberg came along, we saw an interesting opportunity to try and make the switch uh, and make templates for Gutenberg. And that's what we did. We started MaxiBlocks uh, three years ago, and we've just done the final bits. We've just gotten into the repo. Uh, so here I am telling you about it. So you've been developing it um consistently or or as a kind of on and off for three years or has it been um maybe give us some insight about so you've been how many hours do you think you and your team have spent developing this a lot three three years three years consistently uh, we are a team of, of 10 people and we work remote. Uh, we've got people all, all over the globe uh, and we've been developing this plugin for literally for three years. It's, it's a huge amount of work uh, in Gutenberg to develop uh, a page builder, I'm sure, as you know. Uh, yeah, and uh, so three years, a massive amount of time we've put into it to get it to this point. So have you, um, before we go on to the next question, have you bootstrapped this or did you get outside investment? Definitely bootstrapped. Uh, we have an existing business uh, which is uh, selling web templates or template library uh, inside of the Divi niche. And uh, obviously along with that funding, we've bootstrapped maxi blocks uh, to get to where we are now we've we've made a, a big effort to not take funding uh, well you don't know whether your product's going to be successful or not in the beginning and uh, it's we believe in our own capacities more than anything else so so we knew that if we bootstrapped it we'll have a good chance of success and that's what we've pushed for Wow, fantastic. So over to you, Kurt. As, as you develop something like that, uh, Christian, what are kind of like the, the main obstacles or the, the main issues in, uh, in building through WordPress and getting something like that done? It's, uh, three years sounds like a lot. 
Yes, uh, and we had to rebuild uh, many things throughout the process because uh, Gutenberg keeps changing. Uh, so <laughs> so it's, it's been a challenge. Every time we uh, Gutenberg brings something out, we have to adapt and move into something new. And uh, we have a lot of experience with uh, building products uh, previously. Uh, and you just have to adapt and go with the flow. So when you, when you get to a point uh, and you go, hmm, this isn't really working, uh, or you test it out and you try it out and then you go, hmm, that wasn't really the right way to do it. Then you have to go back to the drawing board and start from the beginning. So uh, this yeah. was exactly what we did with our responsive. Uh, the, we have six responsive breakpoints and we had to literally go back and rebuild everything. It took us about six months uh, to do that and now it's, it's fully integrated. So we're really happy with that result at the end. Uh, some of the challenges with Gutenberg is is uh, new technology <laughs> is can be a real challenge. Uh, um, adapting your workflow to do a lot of testing, uh, you know, you just have to keep adapting and and go with the flow. I mean, that's, do you have any specific questions that you'd like to ask on that topic? <laughs> then I can well, answer them for you. Kind of. I mean, I was just kind of taken back with the answer that you gave to Jonathan's original question with the time and the hours and the team. Um, yes. But I guess that would lead to the next question, which is, you know, what are the key differences between your block library and maybe some of the competitors in, in that space? Yeah. So when we when we set out to to build maxi blocks, our goal was to solve support problems that we have in our existing business. Uh, so uh, as I mentioned before, we, we have a Divi product and we get a lot of support requests. There's a constant stream uh, and we try and solve these support problems. Uh, one of them that comes up regularly is people ask, how do I change the color of X? Uh, which is a common, which is a common uh, question that comes up. So uh, within the existing fold, we have to get a little bit creative to to build uh, the exciting layouts that we like to do. Uh, and that was one of the questions that we were trying to solve with with Maxi Blocks. So we the way that we built the templates and the style card solution that we got to that was to solve this question, how do I change the color of X? So I'll get back to the style cards a little bit later. The next question that people ask is, what happens when I cancel? Uh, so people want to know if they subscribe to your library, what happens to the stuff that I install and when I cancel? Do I lose my work? Do I lose access? Uh, do the blocks change? Do you limit features? Do I get less websites? Do I get less sites? What happens with the API key, things, things like that when I cancel? So that's a common question that people have. Um, and then the other question that people have when it relates to templates is, how do I customize them uh, and can I mix different templates together to build a website? 
So when we set out to, to build maxi blocks, those were the three main things that we had to focus on was first build a template library and to, to be able to build a template library, we had to build a builder. <laughs> so we made a complete page builder in order to build advanced designs. Uh, and it was sort of an organic process. We, we started, when we started this project, we thought, oh, okay, we'll just, you know, make a nice little builder and see how it goes. Uh, and it just kept getting bigger and it just kept stretching and we just kept thinking that we're coming up with new ideas and adding new things and we know that there's an audience and a market for web templates. So we just knew that we had to just keep pushing and developing and every time we push out a new update internally over the last three years, we are getting excited about our own product that we, wow, this is cool, this builds easily, and we know that other people will like it as a result. Cool, cool. So the main difference it really is kind of like the level of support that you can bring to the table when someone signs in. Uh, uh, let me say it the other way around. Uh, solving this, in other words, we built a product that solves our support problems. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, so, so when it comes to the development, how have, have we built our blocks and why did we build it in specific ways is to solve those support problems. So at the end of the day, the answer is uh, it's really easy to change colors <laughs> in, in MaxiBlocks. Yeah, what, I think, to, what I think you're saying is, uh, I'm going to put this to you, um, and see if you agree with this, is that um, one of the criticism of native Gutenberg is not so much some of its core power and functionality. Some of the consistent criticism of it has been in UX design, which is linked to usability, which is linked to support and confusion um, and ease of use. So I think what you're suggesting, but you can confirm this, is that you feel that you've spent a lot of time on UX and design um, um, and you think you've got a core product that is fundamentally easier to use in some ways. Would that be correct? Exactly. Uh, thanks for answering that one for me. <laughs> well, that's fine. I'll send the consultation check to you after the interview, but that's Sorry. Um, so let's go on to the next question. Um, I think one of, you know, it's really interesting that your main business is in the Divi um, um, ecosystem and community. Um, what, I've always been impressed with the founder of Divi and Divi's team because I think they have a real fundamental understanding of what their audience is. And, and that was the key, one of the key factors to their success. So, um, in your own mind, um, what do you think is the key target audience with your own library and your own new exciting product? I would say anyone that's familiar with using any kind of page builder should just give MaxiBlocks a try. Uh, and I mean it in, in the honest way. Just, just give it a try and decide for yourself uh, what do you think of it? So the audience would be wide. It, it would be anyone who, who works with uh, templates or anyone who wants to build a website from scratch 
obviously we have a builder and we have to build the templates. Uh, so there's two parts to it. There's the builder component if you want to build items from scratch, which our library developers use in order to build the templates. And then there's the template library, which you can download the items from the cloud and install it on your website and then just update the styles and the colors, pick a style card and you, and you have the full uh, style right there. So, so I'm presuming from this that you're really aiming this at the um, freelance WordPress agency market, really, <laughs> your focus. And end users. And well, when oh, I say end users, we would be looking almost at everybody, would we? You know, so, I, I know. I know, and I and I agree with you. And this is a question we've asked ourselves many times. There's a with Gutenberg as it stands already. You have to get people that are already willing to uh, just break the mold a little bit. You know, they have to be adventurous to to want to go and try it. So indirectly, we already fall into that adventurous category. Um, but because we built the templates ourselves. And we sell them on to people that build websites with it or people who want to update themes, etc. It does work for both. We, we've, we've genuinely oh, yeah, I was, tried I to make it work. I was giving you a little bit of a rough ride. There. <laughs> uh, you know, you could say that about Diffy. Diffy definitely, in my opinion, is aimed at the freelancer, the designer, um, to my own mind, it's not aimed so much at the developer, hardcore WordPress developer market. They probably would traditionally go with something like Studio Press or something yes. like that. So it's more the design, um, ease of layout, power user market. So um, I presume that. So would I be correct that in your heart that you're probably going a little bit aiming at the Divi community? Uh, not really. Uh, I think the the audience is so huge. Um, and specifically with Gutenberg, it, it's made it more accessible to, to the average person. Uh, and it's kind of, we, we don't really know. We, we just know from our own experience from using the product and the few people, well, when I say few, I mean uh, quite a few, who's done the beta testing and the feedback we've gotten from them so far has, has been fantastic. People have said, wow, this is really amazing. I, I like how easy it is to get things done. I like how easy it is to, to, to switch the styles with the style card. Um, I think once you once you install it and you download a couple of patterns from the library and you test it for yourself, you'll really see it's the kind of thing that you need to experience to really make a comparison between the different products. Um, and we, continue. Yeah, sure. Before I follow it. Before I throw it over to Kirk um, for the next question, the only thing that occurs to me, you know, you're up against some heavy established yes. players. You know, you're up against Cadence. You're up against Spectre and Spectre Pro that's coming up. You've got the Divi, Divi of transforming themselves or have into a, a Gutenberg-based library. So um, if they're... 
if people were looking at these three other players and they were looking at yours, and then you've got other um, library, Gutenberg base block libraries out there, um, what would you, what would be the one thing you think that a user would get excited about from the experience that they wouldn't get from Spectre or um, Cadence? The library, the template library that we have, one, 100%. The, the speed, oh, I haven't even spoken about the icons yet. We, we've got 13,000 icons that were hand-drawn by um, my partner, Cairo, who's the designer. Uh, those are SVGs. They drop onto the page when you insert them. They all change color automatically with your style card the second you switch it. So this this frustration that people have of how do I change the icon colors, I need to download the file, stick it into a software program, do that, that's completely solved. So in what we do differently is the advanced designs that you can build and you simply have to look at the template library to see what can be done. So that's really what we do differently, I would say, is the, the quality of the layouts that you can build and the number of responsive breakpoints that you can do. So you, we test in six different responsive breakpoints. That's fantastic. I think we're going to go for our mid-break and then I'm going to throw it over to Kirk. We will be back in a few moments. See you soon, folks. Hey, it's Spence from LaunchFlows.com. If you've been looking for a fast and easy way to create powerful sales funnels on WordPress, then look no further than LaunchFlows. In just minutes, you can easily create instant registration, upsells, downsells, order bumps, one-click checkouts, one-time offers, custom thank you pages, and best of all, no coding is required. For as little as $50 per year, you can own and control your entire sales funnel machine with LaunchFlows. Get your copy today. This podcast episode is brought to you by Lifter LMS, the leading learning management system solution for WordPress. If you or your client are creating any kind of online course, training-based membership website, or any type of e-learning project, Lifter LMS is the most secure, stable, well-supported solution on the market. Go to LifterLMS.com and save 20% at checkout with coupon code PODCAST20. That's PODCAST20. Enjoy the rest of your show. We're coming back, folks. It's been a fantastic discussion about this new, really fascinating um, Gutenberg-based block editor and library and templates and themes. Um, before we go on with the discussion, I just want to point out that we've got some great special offers from our sponsors, plus a curated list of the best plugins that can solve any um, problem that you're having with a client or instead of you having to scroll the internet, we've got a lovely curated list of the leading ones, all tested by myself and by my team. To get all these goodies, go over to WPTonic slash deals, WPTonic slash deals. Over to you, Kurt. You're muted again, Kurt. 
apologies. Uh, it's almost like a follow-up for me, Christian. I was looking at some of the libraries and the features listed on the MaxiBlocks page, and mm-hmm. I was kind of drawn to the idea of the style card, but then you also have the, it was the block tone editor. I thought that was yes. pretty interesting. If, could, could you kind of explain to listeners kind of what that's really doing and what the difference there is in a standard Gutenberg setup versus MaxiBlock? Sure. When, when you're building a page, uh, so first we had to do the patterns, uh, which is headers, uh, footers, um, hero sections, um, uh, testimonials. All of these patterns come together to build a complete page. Normally, when you build a page from top to bottom, uh, sometimes you need to swap out different sections with others and to create contrast from one section to the next you need you change the tone of that section now what happens when you have a a page in sequence and all of a sudden in the middle of the page you change and you put in a different image and it requires you to have a different tone. Then you have to update everything on the page in, in sequential order so that the page would work. Otherwise, you don't have the contrast. So what we came up with as a solution was that every pattern in the library has an opposite tone. So you have light tones and dark tones. So no matter where you insert a pattern on a page, if the tone isn't right, you can just switch the tone. And everything, it just works. So we do all the, all the hard work in the back end uh, to make it work that way. When you load it, it just, uh, you can just switch the block tone. Excellent. Th- thanks for bringing that full circle for me. Um, the next question that we had was, you know, whenever you're launching a new startup, there's always that finding your audience or, you know, how do you, how do you promote that new product? How do you get it out? Um, what, what in your words has been like the most successful avenue for you to try and, and break the surface with maxi blocks and get it in front of people? At this point, step one was to get the product built uh, and make sure that it's an amazing product because if it's not a good product, no one's going to use it. Uh, and also, you know, at this point, we've already built a library of, of almost 1,200 items. So by building it, we prove that the product works, number one. So we know the product works. We've optimized it ourselves, etc. So that was step one, get the product to work. Step two was get it into the WordPress repo so everyone can access it. There's the, the credibility that goes with it. Um, and then, you know, now we just have to take it to the next step, which is do podcasts like I'm doing now with you, with you guys. Uh, and then uh, the next step most likely will be to uh, do a little bit of advertising. We're not quite sure yet exactly what we're going to do. Um, so maybe you can give us some advice from your experience. What do you think might be a good avenue for us to take? Obviously, we'll do SEO and we want people to, uh, to share the product. That's really important. <laughs> And of course, ACO has changed well, already lately. So, what suggestions do you have? Well, obviously, sponsor leading up 
WordPress podcast. I'm not biased, am I? Let's go on to the next question. So it's been a long journey, you know, for understandable yeah. reasons, because, you know, to be serious for a moment, Gutenberg has been yeah. a moving target. Um, so developing something like this and also dealing with the fundamental changes in Gutenberg, which I am very supportive of Gutenberg. Some people in the WordPress yeah. community really have marked me out as a as a negative individual around Gutenberg, but I'm not, actually. I just feel <clears throat> that it, there, it's been a bit of a long-winded road, but I'm not trying to build something... <laughs> so disruptive on a moving train. So it's easy <laughs> for me to it's easy for me to criticize, but I'm not I'm not doing the engineering work. Uh, um, so if you had a time machine, um, you know, Doctor Who the TARDIS, if you had your time machine and you could go back to the start of this project. Um, what would be some of the things you wished you knew that you could tell yourself? Wow, that's a good one. Um, assume that it's going to take longer than you think it's going to take. <laughs> Uh, that's one thing. I mean, but we know this from working in development before. But um, my partner, Kyra, says if we knew what we were getting ourselves into, we would never have started this project. <laughs> but uh, building on it and seeing what it turned into over time through iterative development now we really love it and we're extremely happy that that we've built it and you know uh you ha you have to find a way to to fund it especially if you're doing a project like this in the beginning you have to bootstrap it it's it's so it's so difficult it's such a moving market you just have to bootstrap it so uh the suggestions i can make to people is uh just try uh, go go ahead and test something research it um and just Go for it. That's uh, the best advice I can give people. Keep experimenting and just keep finding solutions to, to problems. Uh, and make sure that you're building a product that people want. We, we know we're building a product that people want because of our experience with selling web templates in, our, in, a, in another business. Um, and we've also built a product to solve our own problem which is the support problems that we have. So from that perspective, we, we know that there will be an audience for, for what we're doing. That's great. I think we're going we're gonna to end the podcast part of the show. Are you okay to keep on? Because I've got me and um, Kurt got a few more questions. Yes. That'd be great. You can listen. You can listen to the rest of this interview on the WP Tonic YouTube channel. We call it after, after. Well, I forgot what we call it. Uh, um, but you can listen to the whole interview and the extra material. I can say on the WP Tonic YouTube channel. Please subscribe to that as well. It really encourages us to continue with the podcast and the videos on the YouTube channel. So, 
Christian, what's the best way for people to find out more about you and MaxiBlocks? Sure, from the website, uh, maxiblocks.com, that's one word, M-A-X-I-B-L-O-C-K-S.com. Um, and then you can find us on Twitter at MaxiBlocks or you can find us on YouTube as well, MaxiBlocks at MaxiBlocks. And then, of course, in the WordPress repo, if you just search for MaxiBlocks, you can go there, download the plugin and give it a try. Uh, that would be awesome. And please let us know what you think. Uh, get onto live chat uh, on our website or inside of the plugin and just talk to us. We'd, we'd love to hear. Uh, what you think of it and what we can do to improve it. That's great. And Kirk, how, how can people find out more about you and what you are up to? Thanks, Jonathan. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn a lot. And so, and I'm the only Kurt Von Onen on LinkedIn, so I'm easy to find. You know, you got the right one when you find me. So uh, look me up on LinkedIn, uh, hit the connect button, and we'll connect on a, on a short call. Or uh, anything Manana Nomas online is typically mine. So uh, I'd love to see you there. Oh, thanks. So we're going to wrap the podcast part of the show, folks. Go over to the YouTube channel and watch the other parts of this great interviews, our After Hours session. We'll be back next week with another great guest or our end-of-month roundtable show, which is always fun to do. We will see you soon, folks. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. We really do appreciate it. Why not visit the Mastermind Facebook group, And also to keep up with the latest news, click wp-tonic.com forward slash newsletter. We'll see you next time.